WWE, this was uh, a year of record-breaking profits uh, and a year of uh, the return to normality a little bit, a little bit, a little bit, a little bit, uh, after a year of not having fans in attendance at events in 2020. Just in time for WrestleMania, fans were allowed back into venues, uh, and especially in the state of Florida, Florida. Uh, and the funny, well, one of the funny things about it was uh, it start WrestleMania night one started with a rain delay. There were bad storms uh, in the Tampa Bay area, but in true showmanship fashion, the show had to go on. So you got a lot of off-the-cuff, spur-of-the-moment promo interviews backstage, which is something we don't see much anymore. You had uh, Samoa Joe, one of the all-time 
um, underrated but great wrestlers uh, out there in the uh, in the rain giving us uh, uh, oh, I don't know entertaining us while we were waiting on the show to start you had uh, Dana Brooke great woman not great woman wrestler but a good person is what I'm trying to say uh, slip and fall uh, on her way to the ring for a women's tag team title match and uh, you had the wrestlers wrestling in a wet ring but the real big thing this year with WWE and what's really disheartening to a lot of us is it's been the year of the release and they say that this is for cost cutting measures and different things uh, some people say it is because uh, Nick Khan is running the business side of WWE and he's just getting rid of people uh, left and right that he feels aren't uh, an intricate part of the program but the problem is some of these people are in mid storyline or mid push when they get laid off or cut and the WWE's doing some shady stuff like uh, they signed Kevin Owens or Kevin Steen uh, to a, a big multi-year contract which he deserves he's a fan favorite uh, he should be uh, he's an upper upper card main event wrestler uh, and the fans love him and so he should have a big long-term contract but the catch they put in is every 90 days the contract is up for review so in other words you have a five-year 90-day contract every uh, I don't know if Kevin Owens Kevin Steen whatever his name is uh, contract is five years but every 90 days they they put a clause in there they can review your contract and cut you or release you or lay you off every 90 days so this Nick Khan has been cutting a lot of people laying them off uh, whatever terminology you want to use releasing a lot of people so here are basically I'm just going to go through and read the people that were cut from WWE this year uh, you had John Moxley uh, he when his contract was up he wanted out uh, he didn't feel he was being used properly and frankly he's not a polished wrestler but he's somebody that took every angle every storyline every gimmick they gave him and made it work and got it over with the fans at and they gave him some ridiculous things. They gave him an angle where he was uh, getting uh, vaccinated, no pun intended, uh, from every disease possible because uh, the WWE fans were so crude and dirty and stinky. And he was coming out to the ring with a, a big old huge gas mask on. 
but he made it work. Yeah, and the gas mask was because the WWE fans stink. And if you look at John Moxley, he does not look like the world's most kindly person himself. So, you know, I'm probably wrong on that, but anyhow, and by the way, congratulations to John Moxley. He's recently taken a hiatus from all elite wrestling. Uh, it has a newborn either on the way or I don't know if Renee pooped that kid out yet or not. Uh, but he's got a baby uh, either just born or on the way. And uh, John checked himself into alcohol rehab. So props to John Moxley for that. He was one of the big names released. One of the guys that a lot of fans wanted to be at the top of the company. But the storytell writers, the fairy tale writers at WWE didn't know how to uh, didn't know how to book him. He's a guy that should be booked as a wrestler, not given a storyline like an actor. Uh, most recently, John, uh, Jeff Hardy was released uh, for we assume self-medicating again, but we it's possible that he was self-medicating because he's beat his body up so much over the years and he hasn't changed his style of wrestling. But uh, he was sent home from uh, a house show and then sent home from the tour altogether and then released the next day or so. Uh, this one I feel really bad about. A girl named Tegan Knox, who's worked her butt off to get into the WWE. She was part of uh, what's called the May Young Classic, uh, where they, it's a big women's wrestling tournament that the WWE, well, NXT subdivision of WWE puts on every year. And they bring in the best women wrestlers from around the world and have a tournament and uh, a f sometimes the girl that wins the tournament gets a WWE contract well two years in a row Tegan Knox blew out her knee in this tournament uh, each knee the left and the right okay and then she got on to WWE NXT she had a great run she was popular she's a great wrestler uh they bring her up to be on smackdown and she's going to be a permanent tag team partner of Shauncee blackheart or just Shauncee now uh and tony khan just fires her you're fired hey you blew out both your knees trying to get a, a contract with us this is all you've ever wanted your whole life. Okay, bye. Nice knowing you. You know, too bad, so sad. Yeah, I mean, it, just total ignorance, total lack of respect for the business and the wrestlers, in my opinion. The way they've been uh, releasing wrestlers from their contracts. Um, but then again, they have... 
every 90 days they can review a contract if the wrestlers didn't read their fine print. And the WWE did hire up a lot of people just to keep them away from all elite wrestling. Um, another notable release was Isaiah Swerve Scott. A good athlete, a good wrestler, good talker. Tony Khan didn't like him, I guess. I don't know. Uh, this was this is from the November 18th round of releases in 2021. Uh, Ashante Adonis, never really heard of him much. Top Dalla, didn't really get him. Uh, Drake Maverick, uh, a guy that is very small in stature but big in personality big with the fans he got himself over in every storyline and angle they gave him they had uh, a thing where he was managing uh, somebody and the I think he was a heel, and the good guy team was supposed to pick him up in the air, and there was supposed to be something rigged where it would look like he wet his pants, right? Well, the contraption that was supposed to go off and make it look like he peed his pants didn't go off, so he forced himself to piss his pants naturally himself, and... Okay, thanks. See you later. You're fired. Uh, this is a really strange one here. John Morrison. John Morrison was part of the WWE or WWF then maybe. Uh, early 2000s Tough Enough television program. Where if you could survive this reality show and Bob Holly, Taz... I forget who the other trainers were. Al Snow, um, Hugh Morris, different guys uh, were training uh, wannabe wrestlers. And John Morrison is a phenomenal athlete. Freakish athletic. Uh, he's coming up on 20 years in wrestling. And he can still move, still has... You know, the body of a Greek god. They just they just cut him. And the, wor the worst part is, a few months before they cut him, they hired his fiance on. And she was very popular. Very good wrestler. Uh, a star in the world of wrestling and other companies. And around the world... They hired her for a few months and then they released her. Taya Valkyrie or... Um, I'll get to her name later. Uh, but she was best known as Taya Valkyrie. Uh, and then after that they released her fiancé, John Morrison. Uh, I already said Tegan Knox, Jackson Riker, he was never that great. Shane Thorne, I never heard much out of him. Uh, then we get to some really, like, big names. Uh, November 4th, Q 
Keith Lee, Karrion Cross, and Nia Jax. Now, Nia Jax should have been gone years ago when she broke Becky Lynch's nose right before Becky Lynch was supposed to wrestle Ronda Rousey in one of the most anticipated, most built-up matches uh, in women's wrestling history. Was supposed to go down at Survivor Series, but it ultimately led to a, a better match at WrestleMania. Although the better match at WrestleMania should have been Becky versus Ronda, not Becky versus Ronda versus Charlotte Flair. Carrion uh, Cross is a guy that was ridiculously popular on the NXT brand. When Triple H, Hunter Hearst Helmsley, Paul Levesque was in charge. His real life fiance, uh, Scarlett Bordeaux, and thank God she didn't sell her gimmick name to the WWE. She's still on a Scarlett Bordeaux, one of the most beautiful women in wrestling, and quite the wrestler. But she was his manager, and they would do this really wild gimmick. Uh, when they would come out to the ring, the, the place would fill with smoke, and she would come out, you know, lip singing uh, this fall and pray, fall and pray uh, kind of chant. And Karrion Cross was just killing it. And then they brought him on to uh, the Raw roster, and they gave him this stupid, like, medieval knight looking helmet and just horrendous gimmicky looking attire and it just killed him and they didn't send out you know his uh fiance with him real life fiance scarlet bordeaux uh they gave him a crappy entrance they gave him a crappy build up and then they just cut him like hey you are a big star. You were on your way to the top. And we fucked up. So you're fired. Same thing with this other guy, Keith Lee. Keith Lee was killing it on the Texas independent wrestling scene. And Triple H saw that and brought him up to NXT. He got a big push in NXT. He was a fan favorite. And so, you know, he's a big guy. He can wrestle. Uh, people criticize the way he cuts a promo, that he sounds too intelligent and not mean enough. But that's, that's unique. That's his character. Every great wrestler, Stone Cold, The Rock, uh, Shawn Michaels, all of them, their best asset is that they are themselves with the volume turned up to 11. Well, that was Keith Lee. Phenomenal athlete, intelligent man. He's kind of got the body of Dusty Rhodes, but the athleticism of Rey Mysterio. How often does that come along? But the storybook script fairy tale writers couldn't figure out what to do with Keith Lee, so Tony Khan cut him. Uh, we go here. 
down this list. I already said Karrion Cross, Nia Jax, who should have been gone a long time ago. Ember Moon, one of the best athletes in the company, cut and brought back. I don't know if she's been cut again, but she's on this list of people that they cut. Um, but I'd say Naomi, uh, the glow, who co the, comes out to a glowing gimmick, black lights. Naomi and Ember Moon are probably the two best athletes in the women's division. People say it's Charlotte Flair, but if you see the, the athleticism that Ember Moon and Naomi pull off in the ring, they're the two best athletes. Uh, they brought back and then subsequently cut Ava Marie, who's nothing but a pretty face. Nothing wrong with that, but she's not a good wrestling manager she's not a good wrestler and they they cut other people and brought her in and then they cut her so uh i don't know mia yim another very accomplished female wrestler all over the world but too good for wwe they put her in a crappy faction or stable or team uh, put a mask on her, and then that team that was like supposed to be some rebellious vigilante group against the rest of the WWE got beat up left and right. But Mia Yim deserved better treatment. She's a great wrestler. Harry Smith, the son of the British Bulldog Davy Boy Smith, tall, muscular, lean. Great wrestler, respected and liked all around the world in the wrestling business. WWE can't find anything to do with him, so they cut him. Then we have Lince Durando, never heard of. Grant Metalika, Metalika, I heard of, but not that great. Um, Katrina Cortez, Trey Bex Baxter, pardon me. Uh, Zeta Ramier. So these cuts here are, are justifiable. Uh, B. Fab, Oni Larkin, he was a good wrestler. I think they might have brought him back. Uh, and then we have Frankie Monet, Taya Valkyrie, John Morrison's fiance, who they hired for a few months, gave a push to the moon. Great wrestler, very well liked and respected in the wrestling community. They bring her in. She wins one, she loses a few, and then they cut her. Then I already said Scarlett Bordeaux, uh, a woman that's been out there on the wrestling scene for a long time. Very beautiful. Uh, can actually work pretty well in the ring, but it's almost like her looks get in the way. Because she's got a, a, a baby face face, baby face being the word for good guy or hero, but she's got a heel personality. So she's somebody they could have used, somebody they could have done great things with her and Karrion Cross. Nah, we'll just, you know, separate them even though they're over and the fans like them, and then we'll cut them. And the WWE wonders why 
buildings are half empty. Maybe they don't wonder why. But buildings are half empty. The ratings are shit. You're getting rid of all the people we like. You know, Vince McMahon told, um, I'll probably read his name here in a minute. Told uh, Malachi Black, that's his new gimmick name. He's like, you got something special. You're really good, but I just don't get you. Well, Vince, you're not supposed to get it. We, the fans, are supposed to get it. And we got Malachi Black. And Paul Heyman, when he was in charge of the, the storylines and the scripts, he was using this guy, and this dude was going to be like the next Undertaker. And they just fucked it up and fired his ass. Anyhow, other ones that got cut, Bobby Fish. Bobby's a little bit older. Um... But he's still a great worker, great wrestler. Uh, Bronson Reed got the axe. Um, hang on here. Mercedes Martinez they cut. Uh, a, a very well-respected female wrestler. Uh, Could have done great things. She's been in the business 20 plus years she has kids uh, and then she's come back into wrestling and she's just a really cool as hell respected woman wrestler uh, she doesn't have you know the the prettiest I don't want to say it because she is she's an attractive woman but she's not the model-esque sable type that Vince wants but then again Scarlet Bordeaux was the model-esque sable type, but could actually work and was not a B-word like sable, and they cut her. So uh, we don't know what the heck direction the WWE is going in. Um, see here, Tyler Rust was cut. Connor Reeves was cut. Leon Ruff, who was a good wrestler, got cut. Stephon Smith, Jake Atlas, Ari Sterling, Desmond Troy, Zachary Smith, Asher Hale, and Giant Zanjir. Now those, some of those names were developmental people that just probably weren't making the grade or making the cut. Um, Rick Flair was cut but he asked for his release uh, he was on like a legends contract and you know doing things from time to time on television but he asked to be released uh, and he wanted to go work in AEW I think and then that got screwed up after Vice TV and the plane ride from hell episode you can watch that for yourself one of the shockers, and this is one that really upsets me, is Bray Wyatt. He's another guy that Vince McMahon just didn't get. Bray Wyatt, the son of Mike Rotundo, uh, one of the great all-time great wrestlers that Vince McMahon gave a stupid gimmick to, and then WCW gave him an even stupider gimmick. 
But anyways, Bray Wyatt, who's got a really hot sister named Micah Rotundo, uh, <laughs> Bray got cut, and he's another one. Every storyline, every angle they put him in, he got over. They taught him to act like this crazy Cajun uh, swamp person like a I don't know what they call it like not a gypsy but somebody from Louisiana that's possessed by some spirit thing from the swamp and he I saw him in Youngstown before he debuted on television and he came out to this weird music and he got on the microphone and said a bunch of weird shit and he was wearing like a Hawaiian shirt and a fedora hat. And I'm like, who's this bum? This guy's going to be a job or what? Is this some local indie guy they brought out? But by the end of his match, I was like, whoa, this dude's got something. And then I saw him on TV. I was like, oh, that's that dude from Youngstown. He's not from Youngstown, but the guy I saw wrestle in Youngstown. And, and he just did all kinds of things. They were just phenomenal. Well, then they took away his little cult of uh, other, you know, uh, swamp people, I guess is the word. Uh, they took that away from him. They gave him this uh, multi-personality gimmick, The Fiend, and he made that get over. And fans loved him, and they just kept screwing up his pushes and his storylines and his angles. And then they got rid of him because some people say it was creative differences with Vince and the writers. Such a, a, a wasted talent. Uh, great guy. We only had Killian Dane. I'm reading something here. Killian Dane, Kurt Stallion, Austin Gray, uh, Marina Shafir, the Bollywood Boys, uh, Samir Singh, and Sony Singh. Uh, they were sidekicks of Jinder Mahal. I never really liked them, never got them. But I I do like Jinder Mahal. He's still with the company. Uh, then they cut Tyler Breeze, another great athlete, guy that got over in the, the gimmick that they gave him. And his tag team partner, Fandango, another great athlete. But these guys were a little bit smaller uh, and Vince, you know, wanted, he wants his big, beefy boys. Sometimes I wonder about Vince McMahon. Uh, anyways. Uh, but Tyler Breeze and Fandango were a great tag team. They were given a lot of strange gimmicks, like the fashion police. Uh, 
and they got it all over. They they got over. Uh, Atoro Russ, Tony Nice, um, Avaria Davari, who'd been in and out of the company a few times. Uh, Ever Rise, don't remember him. Braun Strowman. This was another shocker. Um, people say, you know, Braun was somebody that was uh, going to be a short-lived career. Anyway, when that actually they did bring him back, uh, he was in NXT as a, a month ago, but who knows? He may have been released again the way Nick Khan's doing things. Uh, Braun Strowman, they released him on June 2nd. He's dating hot, smoking hot Raquel Gonzalez. I am jealous of you, Braun Strowman. But he was an upper card former champion. Not, In fact, he wasn't former champion very long, really. Uh, and they just got rid of him. And people say, well, he ran his course. There wasn't anything else you can do with him. Bull crap. This is WWE. They cycle through wrestlers, and wrestlers go up and down the card all the time. I've seen it a million times. This is where Brett screwed Brett way back in 97. And Brett was crying, well, you know, they gave, they, they made me a bad guy, but then they gave my bad guy spot to Shawn Michaels like they couldn't have turned you into a good guy again. You know, but Braun, that wasn't a problem. They just cut him. They said to save money, but he was a draw. You know, when they didn't give him shitty gimmicks and, you know, make pipe in freight train noises while he was running around the ring smashing into people, the fans loved him. But they just killed, they killed some of these characters and then they cut him. Aleister Black, this is the guy I was talking about, was going to be the next Undertaker. Paul Heyman had him coming out to the ring. They gimmicked the stage so that he would be laying flat on his back. Uh, the floor would rise up while he's still flat on his back. He would then, you know, uh, come take a step forward from whatever he was laying on the floor whatever come out to the ring do a front flip into the ring and land cross-legged in the middle of the ring <laughs> and then put on a hell of a wrestling match and then they give him this weird like creepy old fatherly philosopher where he's wearing these big glasses and he's reading from these ancient textbooks of philosophy or some bullshit. And they killed his gimmick. Paul Heyman had him over. Bruce Pritchard and Johnny Ace, who have never drawn a dime in wrestling, either of them, ruin his gimmick, and then they fire him. And Vince says, you've got something special. I just, I just don't know what it is. I can't get you. Maybe you're the one that needs to go, Vince. Maybe Triple H should be running that company right now. Uh, Buddy Murphy, another guy that took every 
stupid storyline and gimmick they gave him uh, and ran with it. I wouldn't say he got him over, but he he dealt with what they gave him. Uh, Lana, somebody who has kept around the company way too long. Uh, she can never quite learn to wrestle. She was good as, as her husband Rusev's manager, even though one minute she had a, a Russian accent and the next she didn't. Uh, but Lana either should have been a manager of Rusev forever because they were great together, or she should have been cut long before they tried to let her wrestle. Then we come to Ruby Riot, who is nine years in the wrestling business. She injured her shoulders in WWE. Instead of having one shoulder operated on and then the next shoulder after this one is healed, she didn't want to miss that much top wrestling time. So she said, screw it. Re rebuild both my shoulders at the same time. And she came back into wrestling. She was supposed to get this big uh, push to the top of the card. And they never did it. They just they had her out there losing matches after matches. And she's one of the most liked, respected women wrestlers out there before she came to WWE. And they shit on her. And they made her a jobber. And now she's one of the most popular wrestlers in All Elite Wrestling. And All Elite is probably going to put the TBS women's title on her in a few weeks. Santana Garrett, another woman who's paid her dues on the indies, uh, is a good wrestler. Uh, you know, they cut her. They never really did much with her. Uh, you have... Jessamine Duke, uh, a friend of Ronda Rousey, who just never could make it as a wrestler, but she was there. She couldn't make it in MMA either, but she was there because she was Ronda Rousey's friend. Andrade, uh, formerly Andrade Cien Almas, uh, he, was, he requested his release in March and was granted on March 21st. He was a great athlete, but they weren't doing anything with him. Then we have Lars Sullivan, who was going to... He was a big, beefy boy that Vince McMahon likes. He was set to have a big run with John Cena, but... Relighting my cigar, hold on had a severe panic attack backstage the night he was supposed to debut on Raw and that killed him. They never were able to get his meds right or something. Never able to bring him back. Uh, when they tried to, a bunch of allegations about racial things he put on social media 10 years ago came out and he got cancel cultured. Steve Coulter, February 4th, never really heard of him. Samoa Joe, 
I just talked about him. He stood out there in the rainstorm in Tampa Bay uh, and talked while they were waiting on the storm to pass. He was out there in a crappy poncho with a microphone in his hand in a lightning storm. They brought him back, uh, or I should say they brought him back. He was doing play-by-play. Then they put him in NXT and made him champion, but he had yet another injury, so they cut him. Thanks for hurting yourself for our company. Peyton Royce and Billy Kay, uh, they were one of the most popular women's tag teams because they were so annoying. And then they came back after a brief stint of, hey, we got to get these girls off TV because we're killing them. We're killing their, their fire, their heat. So they came back with a vengeance. And they were like really fiery, feisty, beating people up wrestlers. And then, okay, you got a little push. Now we're going to take it away. Okay, now we're going to cut your ass. So, and this created a lot of problems for these two women. Because they were here from Australia on work visas. So they had to go through a whole process to get back into the United States to work for another company. And they're now doing well in Impact Wrestling. Mickey James, legend in the wrestling business. She wrestled forever on the independents as uh, Alexis Lurie. I saw her wrestle. She was nothing short of phenomenal. She was also flat-chested at that time. <laughs> uh, she's cool as heck. Uh, and they cut her. They brought her back. Huge pop. Huge push. Fan favorite. And then they cut her. And she went on to another wrestling company and uh, is doing well there. Chelsea Green. Uh, she was big on the indies as the psycho bride Chelsea Green. And then they just made her into Chelsea Green, the regular person. And she's one of these, she's, I consider her a crybaby. She came, Chelsea came out against Tessa Blanchard, saying that Tessa bullied her. Uh, how do you get bullied when you're a wrestler? You're supposed to be tough. Uh, but anyway, she got cut. She wasn't that great of a wrestler. Tucker Knight, uh... He and Otis were a very popular tag team. And then they just split the tag team up. And that's it. Bye, Tucker. But the fans liked them. That's what I don't get. They were, they were called heavy machinery. And they were fan favorites. That's what wrestling's supposed to be. Vince McMahon and Johnny Ace and Bruce Pritchard and Nick Khan are supposed to be entertaining us. Not themselves. Um, Bo Dallas, uh, re- relative of, uh, I think he's related to Bray Wyatt. Uh, it doesn't matter. Yeah, the brother of Bray Wyatt says right here. Uh, yeah, he never found footing. They tried to push him. Uh, he kind of, 
his gimmick was kind of like his sister Micah is in real life, a motivational speaker. But he was really big in NXT. He was an NXT champion. Uh, and he was really over. And then they just they put him on the, the main roster, give him a shitty gimmick. And then they say, okay, you're not good enough. You're fired. So that was the year in WWE. You know, shit gimmicks, shit angles, shit storylines, and firing the best wrestlers. I'm not saying the ones they kept are shitty. Uh, I like the direction that things are going with... um, The Brock Lesnar, Roman Reigns angle. I like uh, Big E as world champion on Raw. Big E Langston. I don't know why WWE woke up one day and decided no one's allowed to have a last name. But that's what they did. So, nobody in WWE has a last name. Okay, I'm not saying that, but... uh, a lot of the things they're doing are good, but they just seem like they lack direction. And, you know, Triple H had NXT going great. They were probably more popular with the fans than the supposed main rosters. Uh, and then Johnny Ace and Vince McMahon and uh, who's that dipshit? Bruce Pritchard pay a visit to NXT and then all of a sudden it becomes NXT 2.0 and thank goodness Shawn Michaels is kind of in charge because he does have a good wrestling mind but they're changing their direction going away from people that have paid some dues on the independent circuits and they want to bring in all homegrown talent which yeah, it works sometimes, but sometimes it don't. Um, and there are good independent wrestling companies out there now. You know, uh, MCW, uh, International Wrestling Cartel. Uh, we're, I'm sorry to see Ring of Honor die, but it's dead. Uh, it didn't survive the coronavirus, basically. Um, but... You know, I don't know what direction the WWE is going in, and I don't think they do either. Uh, You know, rumors have it they're going to sell it, sell to ABC, NBC. Pardon me, some some BC. (laughs) They already sold the WWE Network to uh, NBC to be part of the Peacock, and the stream is terrible. A lot of the older, uh, non-politically correct wrestling gimmicks are not on there or they're censored. Um, it's just not as good as it was when it was WWE Network itself. Um, I get it. Peacock has 2 billion subscribers and the WWE Network itself never really broke beyond a few million subscribers like us really die-hard wrestling fans that want to go back through the catalog of all the old uh, wrestling companies Vince McMahon bought out. 
but some people say that these cuts and things that I've just been complaining about are to make way so that the company looks more profitable to a potential buyer. Uh, you know, people say stuff like Disney, maybe they'll sell it to Disney. That, that would be horrible. Uh, I wish it would stay in the McMahon family. And like a few years ago, the game plan was supposed to be, you know, Triple H and Stephanie take over the company. Triple H has a great mind for wrestling. He's done amazing things with people in NXT to make them stars, real legit superstars. And then Johnny Ace, Bruce Pritchard, Vince, and Tony Khan screw these people over. That's been the year 2021 for WWE. So there's installment one of my year-end spatial 2021 things that I find interesting this year. As the great philosophical, the hell's that guy's name? Jim Cornette would say, thank you, fuck you, bye. Ooh.